Form Podcast. This is the Everything F1 Podcast. Today we're going to talk about all about predictions for the 2021 season. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Everything F1 podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget YouTube and our own website, www.everythingf1.com and on all social medias at at joinef1. Formation Lab. This is the Everything F1 podcast with me, James Tiller. Today we've got with me Joe, Adam and Sponge, aka James. And we're going to chat to you about all things F1 uh, I'm going to make our bold predictions for the 2021 season. So first up, let's just say hello. How are we all today? We'll start off with Sponge. How are you doing today? Yeah, all good, thank you. Not been feeling great, but I'm, I'm all good. Ready to talk all things F1. Brilliant. And you, Adam, how are things today? Yeah, great. Can't wait to talk about F1. Oh, best subject in the world. And Joe? I am great. Thank you. How are you, Tiller? Yeah, I'm really good too. Uh Looking forward to finding out what you all think is going to happen this season. Uh, are they going to be sensible, sensible suggestions or are they going to be completely wacky and out there? Let's find out. So today we're going to talk about our predictions. First of first and foremost, why don't we talk about the championship winner? Who do we think is going to be the driver's champion of 2021? Let's go diagonally on my screen as we talk today to adam who's your number one championship winner um, this year unfortunately i'm gonna say hamilton because and that that kind of stuck in your throat the obvious you're not a hamilton one. Fan, are you? yeah no <laughs> but i just feel like why would it be any different this year than the last five or six years so yeah. okay Yes, it's 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 a likely one, and it's one I'm going to back up to. I'm not going to go out too out there on that one. Uh, I think it's probably going to be Hamilton myself. Although, obviously, Red Bull have shown a lot of promise uh, within the winter test. Um, I don't think we saw Mercedes full hand, um, but maybe we did. Um, oh, how about you, Joe? Who are you who are you putting down for your number one? Championship winner in 2021. I am going to stick with Lewis. I think he's still got it. I think it's going to be another year. So, yeah, go with Lewis for number one. Three for Lewis. So, are we going to have any kind of anyone going against the grain? If if there's anyone to go against the grain, there is one person that always tries to do that, and that's Sponge. Uh, No, I don't. What what do you think, Sponge? (laughs) Who do you think is going to go and stick that championship uh, trophy on their shelf. A sensible option, I think, is definitely Lewis. My outsider might surprise people, but I'm going to go with Checo. Ooh, Checo. That's that's my outsider. I th- I think. Put it this way: it's it's Hamilton, or like I say, if if he for whatever reason doesn't, I think Checo is the next in line at the moment. To be honest. Mm, so you think he's going to really? Uh take it to Max Verstappen this year and, and be the dominant Red Bull? I think so. Yeah, he's got the experience, definitely. It, um, it just depends on how the team and Max react to it. Mm-hmm. Be interesting get, to see. 
are they going to give him the same car that Max gets? That's the question. Well, this is this is the thing, but I mean, he's proved constantly, hasn't he, that he can he can race a second car. I mean, yeah. he was second to Lance, and he still he still quite regularly, you know, took it to him. So well, he outscored him, and he, often, he missed yeah, he missed yeah. two uh, two races. Yeah, and Lance very often, yeah. very often, it was quite apparent that the team tended to favour one driver over the other. Let's just say, yeah. And it wasn't Checo. <laughs> so, what do you think on Sponge's uh, prediction then, Joe? Obviously, you're a you're a Max Verstappen fan. Uh, do you think? What, what do you think? Give us give us your honest opinion between uh, Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen. Uh, do you think Sergio Perez can take him, or do, or do you think Max is still too embedded in the team uh, and part of the structure of the team for, for that to happen? No, I think Max will still take it. I think even. Even with Perez being as good as he is and the fact that the two of them together mm-hmm. are going to be an amazing match, which we'll get to later. But I don't think, no matter how good he is, the future of Red Bull's Max are never going to allow it to be anything other than that. So yeah. it's Red Bull. I mean, you love them or hate them, you know it's going to happen. Max is yeah. going to take take the top. So no, I don't think that'll be it. That'll be the one. It's a it's a crazy thought. Do you think, Adam, uh, getting Perez on that uh, drivers' championship this year? Do you think that's a crazy idea, or do you think it's likely? Um, yeah, I think Perez one of those ones. He's on and off. You know, he he can be there and he can like win a race like last year, or he can be in the midfield. You know, uh-huh. and he doesn't shine at all. So I don't know if he's got that always there that Max Verstappen has to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, so I, I can't see it happening. I agree with you there. I, I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I, th- I think Matt, I think uh, Sergio, sorry, is a, a brilliant driver. Um, he, he's he's quite yeah, consistent. Definitely. He is quite consistent. Uh, and if he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't beat Max every race, he will still consistently take as many points as he is available to him. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I, I think in terms of pokiness, I think uh, Max has got the uh, the edge on him there. He'll, he'll certainly. Uh, I, I think. think um, I think. Perez would be a bit like Bottas, and you know, where Bottas sort of disappears for a couple of races and yeah. then comes back. You know, I think Perez is a bit like that. So he he come and do like an amazing race, and then you forget about him for the next three races because he doesn't do anything. So I think it'll be a bit like that. But I think it'll be stronger than Albon though. Yeah, the de- season. I definitely think it's a good pairing. It's it's probably one of the uh, the stronger pairings on the grid, actually. There, are, I mean, there are there are a couple of really strong driver pairings this year, but I think that's definitely uh, definitely one to watch for the season. I think it's got a lot more leverage, just you know, than than the whole Sergio versus Max argument as well. I think this is, I think it's kind of been underplayed, and I think I've touched on this in in previous podcasts as well, mm-hmm. but. This, this is huge for Red Bull this season because you've had Gasly, you've had Kvyat, you've had Albon. All were kind of classed as inexperienced slash rookie drivers or amateur drivers or whichever way you want to class it that mm-hmm. have come in and they've fallen very, very far short of the, the standard that Red Bull expects of them. Now, yeah. you haven't got a rookie, you haven't got an amateur coming in. You've got a, a racing driver that has proved that he can push a car to positions that he shouldn't be in. He's already Absolutely. proved that. So this, I think this is as big a season for Red Bull 
to prove that they can manage two drivers and, and provide race cars for two drivers. Mm-hmm. Because I think if 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 Perez falls flat on his face this season, it, all it's going to do is just show Red Bull up for the fact that they can't support two drivers or they're favouring one driver heavily over the other. Yeah, I, think, I, I actually genuinely think that Perez is in a bit of a can't-lose situation, personally. Time will see, I suppose. Absolutely. We're, we're only a few days away from uh, finding out. Yeah. Yes. Very exciting times. So talking about that, then, we, we're obviously talking about our, our championship driving winner. Let's talk about the constructors, then, because obviously if we've got two really strong drivers in the Red Bull, um, they're going to be uh, taking a lot of points off Mercedes, aren't they? Uh, and, and maybe they could get the Constructors' Championship this year. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, we'll, we'll go to you, Adam. What, what do you think? I'm afraid I'm going to say it's going to be Mercedes again. Oh. I think they're such <laughs> such a, a great operation. You know, anytime you know, the, you know, the FIA or other teams come to them and try to slow them down, they find a way to go faster. So as much as I don't want them to win, I think it's uh, inevitable that they will win the, the constructors. So in terms of Red Bull and having two strong drivers, they they were really quick in preseason testing. You know, uh, they, you know, they, they performed a lot better than the Mercedes at the time. Uh, and I'm sure last week we discussed obviously the the Mercedes not being so strong this year in terms of they're having difficulties, and they are genuine difficulties. I think you said. Um, do you think Mercedes yeah. are going to get on top of those difficulties quite quickly? Yeah, and we saw during the test as well, their um, long run pace was probably the fastest of anyone during right. the test. Um, and it's always been their strength is, race, is the races and strategy and you know getting those front rows and getting the one-twos, mm. just racking up the points. I think there's, just, there's so much of a winning machine that they'll certainly quickly overcome any issues at the start of the season, if there is any. We don't know yet. Mm, that's true we don't know we don't know if they were just you know playing pretend trying to get get people's uh, hopes up how about you sponge obviously you, you're saying perez has got the, the outside shot for the championship um so that must mean you think the constructors is is not a dead cert for mercedes either i think it'll go a lot further into the season i think um like i said last last week Red Bull are all or they have been for the last few seasons that they have been consistently that team they don't lead mm. but they're always the one that are there that will pick up the points and the pieces podiums you know they'll pick up everything when other teams falter. well when mercedes falter basically you know anytime that there's a there's an opening they're the ones that are there to to nip in and and bring home the the points so i think if if it's true what is being said and honda have made good uh, good inroads with their engine for this season. Red Bull have, have made the you know the, the necessary changes to their car that they always do. Um, I don't see why that gap can't have closed this season. No, absolutely. I I, I agree that the, the gap will be closed. I'm hoping that the gap will be closed, and I think we're going to get a lot of close racing. Um, what about some outsiders like well, not outsiders because they're uh, one of our favourite teams. But what about like McLaren? Uh, do you think they've got a, sh- a shot at the uh, championship? Uh, well, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I, I said last week, and I still I still maintain after testing, 
exactly what I've just said about Red Bull being that team on the periphery that can nip in and, and get something. I think if McLaren's pre-season promises anything to go by, they could be that team. But again, it's like, you know, it's on the proviso of where the Ferrari fit in all of that. So I, I really want them to do well. They've they've come forward so much. They've they've progressed. They've obviously they've made all these changes to the, the hierarchy there. And it's working on. It's time now for McLaren back to be back on the on the top step. Not not from, um, uh, you know, capitalising on a bit of a crazy race, but being there now for you know through merit and and being there consistently. I think it's their season now that they've got to start pushing forward on that front. So I sincerely hope they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. How about you, Joe? What's your constructors' prediction? Uh, I think it's going to be Red Bull, probably Red Bull, Merck, then McLaren. Oh, yeah. there you go. That's uh, the first one that's, that's outwardly said definitely going to be uh, Red Bull. That's, that's good Good to hear um, that we're going to have some differences of opinions tonight because it would be quite boring <laughs> if we all agree with each other all night. We've also had some predictions by uh, just written in um, from our colleagues, I should say, uh, on the Everything F1 team. Scott has very much gone with the Hamilton and Mercedes for the winners of the constructors and the drivers. Uh, we've got Danny who has said Hamilton will win the drivers, but the constructors champion will be Red Bull. So he's also agreeing with you there, yeah. Joe. Um, we've got uh, Coops who is saying also uh, that Verstappen, uh, no, also that Red Bull will become the constructors championship champion, but Verstappen will be the drivers champion too. So He's going completely out there with the uh, with the drivers' prediction, mm-hmm. which I think this year has it's probably his best opportunity. Um, if that Mercedes does have a few dodgy races at the start of the season, and, and Mercedes are playing catch up, um, what what do you think? What, what do you think uh, Max's chances are this this year, Adam? I know obviously we've we've talked about Perez and we've talked about Hamilton. Um, do you think he has got the shot? Has he, he's obviously got the talent. Um, uh, will he have the car? Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's his best so chance. Um, certainly before next year, where there's a lot of changes, so we don't know how it's all going to work. Um, yeah, I think especially if Mercedes yeah. have a slow start to the season, um, he can get in a few races and get a few wins. Um, but it's where he can keep that going for the whole season um, and that the, the Honda is reliable for the whole season because he has, has issues the last couple of years with reliability. Um, so, but I think they'll definitely be closer over the season. Hopefully they'll go down. Let's hope so. The last couple of races. Let's hope, let, let's hope it's close. That's, that's all we want, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm as much a Mercedes fan as I am, uh, well, uh, as much as a Mercedes fan as I am the McLaren fan. Um, and, and, any other fan really on the on the grid? Uh, I, I like all the teams, and and it, the only real thing I want is close racing. So if I see close racing and Mercedes still win at the end, I'll be a very happy, you know, very happy boy. Um, just it just we just want to see yeah. that close racing and and the wheel to wheel action, um, and maybe a bit of back and forth between the teams, a bit of banter on the uh, between the drivers. I, I, I don't know. I just like the whole kind of spectacle of it. So. I can see Max performing well if if Mercedes do have three or four weeks uh, where three or four drive uh, three or four races without scoring 
the best amount of points. They'll, they'll be playing catch up then for the season. And as long as Max can be consistent, something that he is very inconsistent with at the moment. So if he can actually prove to be consistent this year, then there's no reason why he couldn't keep it in front of the Mercs uh, and of Hamilton and Bottas. Um, but we, we shall see. I, I'm still going for Hamilton being the driver championship, dri- driver champion and the uh, Mercedes for the constructors. But it's going to be, hopefully, very, very close throughout the season. OK, so let's make some big, bold predictions. Who can you see outside of the standard top three that will get on the podium or maybe even win either their first Grand Prix or the second or, or, or third time on, on the top step of the uh, podium in a race. Can you see any of the young drivers, uh, Sponge? Uh, maybe, possibly. Who are you thinking? Uh, well, I think Lando Lando's the obvious choice. Um, right. I think if, if aliens invade the Earth and 2021 <laughs> gets more crazy than um, 2020, uh, 2020 then maybe George Russell might end up getting a win. Um, wow. Nah. Is that if, if COVID interferes yeah. or something? No, I, I, <laughs> I don't think he's going to do it in the Williams. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's... Uh, it, I think this weekend will help us understand a lot more. Um, yeah. I, th- I think if, if all the teams don't take advantage of the fact that Merck aren't necessarily uh firing on all cylinders is probably the, the right word um yeah i think it'll give the rest of them belief as well so you know who knows Absolutely. Let's, let's wait and see but yeah I, I just want it to get started now i'm like i'm getting impatient i'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah. me you and me both you and me both and everyone else is nodding <laughs> their head too so uh, i think we're, we're all in agreement there adam have you got any big bold predictions for any of the uh of an outsider taking the top step at any of the Grand Prix? Well, uh, neither an outsider or a young driver, but I said um, Alonso. Okay. Probably get the podium. Oh, you mean the young driver? Some young young driver year. Alonso. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, young driver. Um, I think his talent will shine through at some point. Do you think the Alpine is, is a good car for him to, to do um, that in? I think it might take a you know, a, a crazy race, but like uh-huh. um, Gasly last year in um, Monza. Um, I also thought uh, Sunuda in the Alfa Tauri might get a podium. He's that would be great speed, to see. He's very, so. very quick. We, yeah. I mean, we've, we've all think spoken good. about how quick we think he is. Um, so let's hope. Yeah, I think Alfa Tauri might be a bit of a, a, a surprise this year. Are they practically driving the uh, the the twenty twenty Red Bull? Are they? Is that is that what it is? Is that is that so? Yeah, uh, except for I think the f- was it the they kept their rear suspension from last year. They didn't take the Red Bull suspension, um, but I'm saying there's a lot of parts on there from last year. So yeah, I think they'll be strong. Okay, the last of the live people here on the podcast, uh, Joe. What's your big bold prediction for the 2021 season? Who's going to take that top step uh, surprise driver? Um, well, I think this year we're going to have one of those seasons where there's going to be a bigger mix of drivers up there on the podiums. Um, so my bold prediction, well, I've got more than one, but they are that I reckon Perez is probably going to take more podiums than Bottas. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think out of our younger drivers, and I don't include Alonso in that, um, <laughs> I think the ones that might hit it up there, maybe not necessarily top, but I think um, Sonoda's definitely going to hit up there for sure. And I think Lando. I think out of our, all our younger lot, there you go, there's my, yes. my rookie of our shocking rookie this year is going to be Sonoda, and I think Lando's going to be up there too. He's not a rookie, but he's Lando! <laughs> we love Lando. Everyone loves Lando. How can you not like Lando? We all want him to do well. Oh, um, we want a Lando flag. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Lando. He's a he's a great driver, great character to have around the grid. And I, I agree. Um, after quite a few very close calls last year, um, and obviously the one podium at the start of the season, it was uh, it was it, it, it was a shame not to see him on many more uh, and I do think the car is going to be much better this year um, with that Mercedes engine in too so yeah yeah I, I can see that that's my, my my that was going to be one of my bold predictions really I, although it's probably not that bold really um, but yeah Lando Norris on the podium and I was also going to say Gasly to take another one because he is performing you know, beautifully in that AlphaTauri he's much more comfortable than he would be in any of the Red Bulls um, so it's I don't think it's that much of a bold prediction. I think it's probably quite likely that it'll be kind of around there uh, at some point. I completely agree. Um, I think those Alpha Powers are like the the wild card, the underdogs of this season. I think they're just going to scoot right in there. Absolutely, and and like you said, Tsunoda is 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 very quick. So let's hope he has a few podiums too. You know, all we need is an accident or some kind of safe safety car or to take to take off the uh, Mercedes or. Mm-hmm. Shuffle the shuffle the car teams around a little bit. Um, I think yeah, I think it's it's highly likely that we're going to see a few different podiums this year. Um, and as we've been as we discussed last week as well, um, usually the last kind of the last year of any set regulations, the cars are the closest they've ever been um, during those new those set of regulations. So hopefully, everyone's going to have the best of their cars that they've had during this period, if that makes sense. Okay, should we read some of the bold predictions from the rest of our team? Um, uh, Danny's surprise podiums will be Vettel and Danny Rick. Two or three for him, he's saying. Two or three uh, podiums for Danny Rick, which I don't yeah, think that's I think a quite likely, actually, I think that's with that likely. McLaren. Danny Rick. Yeah, yeah, very likely, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. A proven race winner. Uh, definitely, he's got, he's got the car, hopefully, behind him. So yeah, I think that's that's a great great shout. And Gemma has said that she thinks Alonso will get one and Gasly will get one. Yep. So she she agrees with me and she also agrees with uh, was it was it you, Adam, that said uh, Alonso or who, who said yeah, Alonso? Yeah, I, I did. One of you did. <laughs> yeah, it was yourself, Gary. Uh, Adam, sorry, <laughs> getting you all confused now. Okay, so enough about our bold predictions. Let's talk about intra-team battle. Now, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Sponge, your your best intra-team battle of the season. Who's going to be the closest pairing for what team? Um, I think it's going to be between the McLaren pair and the Red Bull pair. Okay. So who do you, who do you think will win the intra-team battles between those two teams then? 
Uh, I still think I still think Danny Rick will come out on top in the McLaren Bowl, but I think it'll be. I said it last week. I think it'll be the the tail of two halves of the season. I think Lando will kind of go out in front a little bit while Danny Rick's getting getting used to the car. Um, okay. And then I think Danny Rick will come back and take it. Um, I still still. I don't know whether it's because I think it or I really want it to happen, but I still think Sergio Perez is going to show Max Verstappen up. Ah, okay. I do. I, I, yeah. It's worth a fiver, isn't it, at the end of the day? <laughs> Who's going to take that bet? Who's going to take that bet? Hey, at, at the end of the day, anything could happen. If the, if the last year is anything to go by, anything in this world could happen. So why not? Yeah. Which of which of those two are you most excited to see? Are you most excited to see the McLarens, or are you most excited excited to see? Uh, the I'm nervous Red Bull? to see the McLarens. Right, okay, because they're your because team. I really, I really, really, really want them to be a kind of extension of the the bromance between Norris and Sainz. But I hope that Danny Rick doesn't kind of go like oh, I'm going all honey badger on everybody and there are, there are no friends and <laughs> like you know I'm just I'm hulking up and just like going after everyone I, I, I think there's a danger of that happening because I think he's a, he's at a stage of his career now where he's like I need to prove myself maybe not even to like everyone else maybe he's like I need to prove myself to myself yeah um so I, I, I'm nervous about that one I'm interested to see the, the Red Bull for exactly what I said before. I, I don't think it's just about drivers anymore. I think this is more about can the team support two drivers? Yeah. Okay. And I, I want him to show Max up at the end of the day. And that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. I want Max to storm out with his dummy in his mouth and all his toys out the pram. Please, Daddy! I want my Daddy! How about you, Joe? Which which, which uh, driver pairing do you think is going to have the closest battle? Which one are you excited to see the most? They don't have to be the two, two same uh, teams. Um, believe it or not, I'm just going to kind of mirror exactly what Sponge said. I've already written it down. Norris and Zani and the Red, Bo- the, the Red Bull boys. They're the two. Sorry, Joe. That's all right. No, I mean, <laughs> the reasons are pretty much the same. I mean, I think that... Um, Given the fact that Danny's in his more uh, mature years, and this is, you know, after leaving Renault after such a short amount of time, his reasons for doing it, I think he's got a lot to prove and he's running out of time mm-hmm. to prove it. Um, Norris is now at a stage where not only are the rookie years gone, but he had a, you know, a really good year last year, um, last season, and I think he's pushing to go up, whereas Danny's pushing to prove that he's still got it in him. You know, and I think that's going to end up, you know, just coming out on the track and it's going to be amazing to watch. As for Red Bull boys, what's well, kind of obvious, isn't it? I mean, Max is Max is either going to make it perfect or scream and crash out. And I love him. He's all know I do. You know, Perez has got something to prove, but at the same time, he, in a lot of ways, is probably more consistent than Max. I don't really know. I haven't really looked at it a huge amount. Um, but at the same time, the two of them together, if mm. they can keep that consistency up, fighting against the Merck boys, as a team, they have got a lot to gain this season. A lot. They can easily, in my mind, 
knock Bottas right out that picture. Um, yeah. You know, and when you've got the two of them scoring good points continuously, it just depends. Or is Max going to get his back up and go, uh, wait a minute, this is uh, this is mine. You can't be too good. And then yeah. it just ends up being a disaster. So that can be, I think they're going to be the interesting ones to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I've got another one that I'm going to put, put in there. But um, how about you, Adam? What, what are your... Uh... What, what's your intra-team battle that you're looking forward to the most and who, who do you think is going to win out of that um, too? Well, like the other two said, McLaren, I think, is is going to be exciting. I think it's just because <laughs> we're all McLaren fans, so it's just like, that's what we want to watch. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of interesting battles all the way through the field. Um, as I said, you know, Red Bull, we've got Renault with Alonso and Ocon and see, you know, how is the old guy go up against the young guy. Um, as I said, mm-hmm. AlphaTauri with um, Zenuda and Gasly, how is that going to work? Um, Haas, the two yeah. rookies, you know, who's going to come out on top between the two rookies? Um, I think Williams, I think we'll know what's going to happen Williams. I think um, George Russell is going to beat uh, the Tiffy as usual. Um, mm-hmm. Who have I missed? Have I missed anyone in that? Oh, Alfa Romeo. Well, that was uh, Alfa Romeo. Gonna, it's gonna be. Yeah, I was, I was going to throw out also Ferrari right, as well. Yes, throw, throw Ferrari, Ferrari as well. I think um, Leclerc will come out on top. I think Leclerc was putting the car where it wasn't supposed to be last year, and you know, for a lot of time he was fourth in the championship in the Ferrari. So mm-hmm. I think he'll be strong, especially being in the Ferrari for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I was going to make the point about Ferrari. Uh, are they are they going to let their drivers race? Obviously, we've had this discussion on previous podcasts. Um, but, you know, Carlos Sainz is a you know proven driver. He's been on the podium. He's, you know, he's scored well. Um, and he's very hungry himself to be the next driver's champion. Um, is he going to take Leclerc this year? Or is Leclerc going to kind of stay on top at the Ferrari. Um, I, I think that's an, an interesting battle. It might be a battle towards the back of the mm. pack, but it's going to be an interesting inter-team battle. And that's why I'm kind of looking forward to that one as well. Um, Sainz has got something to prove uh, that, that his move to Ferrari was a sensible move. Um, so he's going to want to show that, hey, at least I can beat the my, my, my teammate um, uh, and I deserve my seat there. Uh, but... No, you can you can disagree. It's absolutely fine to disagree, um, but I think Signs will take take it to Leclerc as much as possible. I don't know that he's going to win necessarily, but I think it will be uh, I think it will be a very close and interesting battle, um, and I think we might get a few kind of tears over the radio as well, which is uh, <laughs> which is always always makes the race a bit more entertaining, isn't it? What are your thoughts on any of those pairings that we've just mentioned, Sponge? I agree. I agree with the Ferrari thing, but I think Ferrari in a similar position as to Red Bull. Mm-hmm. We've we've said many times on here that we don't think Ferrari are capable of supporting two drivers. Um, so yeah, I think they're in the very very much the same position where they they've got to prove now that they can they can give these these drivers the best car because Carlos doesn't he doesn't need any intros anymore, does he? You know, he's he's no. been around long enough. He, he's shown that he's quick enough. Um, so, yeah, time to step up. But, I mean, again, depends what car they bring to the um, bring to the party, really. Absolutely. I agree. 
Uh, I wanted to touch on uh, Jamie Cooper. Coops has made some predictions uh, in the uh, comments, which we forgot to touch on too. So I thought wanted to uh, make sure we did mention those. Uh, he thinks Tsunoda will beat Gasly this year uh, at the AlphaTauri team, which is, uh, that's quite a bold prediction. You know, Gasly is very comfortable in that team, um, but Tsunoda is rapid quick. So yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a bold prediction, but I, I think it, it could, could happen. I can definitely see it happening. Um, and Coops' rivalry uh, that he's looking forward to is the Mazapan and the F1 fan base. <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's going to be one to watch. He is the... That's a uh... decent show. <laughs> <laughs> Mazapin against the world. <laughs> Especially if he beats uh, Mick Schumacher. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, everyone's going to be like, what? Oh, Lord. What a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about it then. So, uh, we know Mazapan can drive a car. Um, we obviously know Mick comes from a big lineage of, you know, Formula One drivers with his dad and his uncle, and he's, he's also got an, a cousin that's in there. And what yeah. really? I didn't know that. How is, that, <laughs> how is no one reporting on this? <laughs> so, what do we think? Do, do we think that Mick's got the run on Mazapan or Mazapin? How am I saying that? Am I saying it right? Mazapin. What do you, what do you think, uh, Adam? Do you think do you think Mick's got the run on Mazapin? Yeah, I think so, but you never know. Well, Mick did win the championship in the same year as as yes. as Mazapin, so we'd have to say he's better. But then I don't really know much about F2, so I don't know what the cars were like. Um, but yeah, right. you would hope. Well, they're all the same, yeah. so so you'd think that was a a good good kind of. Barometer for how well they are, right. um, how good they are against each other. Yeah, the um, I think Mick with his uh, genetics will will come through on top. Yeah, well, I think that's what everyone is probably going to say. Uh, but he has got a lot of pressure on his shoulders, um, Mick, to, to actually perform, um, and obviously the name to follow. Uh, will Mazapin, uh, the fact that he hasn't got the pressure to perform, uh, you know. Could he could he potentially perform much much better because he hasn't got people watching him all over the you know and making news articles about him and his father's driving skill and comparing yeah. him all the time. What what do you think, Joe? I actually think that um, I think Mazepin's going to come out in front. To be honest, I think okay. the very little and it is very little that I know about um, F two and Schumacher himself. Um, it appears that he normally takes that first year. He's a little bit slower, not necessarily in speed, but he just he sits back, learns. It just takes him a little bit longer to get comfortable. And it's normally his second season where you see him just hit the ball rolling and away he goes. Based on the very little I know about Mazepin, I'm going to go with following the trend that, you know, Schumacher's not going to really be not really going to be doing anything amazing that first year. It'll be next year you'll see him, much like what Landel did, you know, take that game yeah. learn, sit back, get the ropes, and then go for it the second year, which, to be fair, if you have that option, is a pretty good way of going. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, they're not really going to have a car for it this year anyway. Hass have openly admitted that they're not developing this year's car. They haven't developed anything with this year's car. They're focusing on next year's. So, 
it, it, it's probably good for them because it means that they can just kind of learn their craft um, and perfect it ready for when hopefully the regulation change mixes everything up for. Okay, so the last prediction that we're gonna make today, we're gonna say who's gonna be last, who's gonna get the wooden spoon uh, of the drivers and which constructor is gonna get the old rusty, rusty wheel rim. Who do you think, uh, Adam? Um, I think the last drivers will probably be the TFA. I don't think he's shown anything in the last okay. two years to say otherwise, even below um, right, okay. the Haas drivers, I think. Um, although I have put Haas as the last in the constructors because I think George Russell will be scoring the points for Williams. So, oh, okay. So you. So you do predict uh, Williams coming off the bottom for the for the constructors, um, and gaining a point or two to kind of keep them clear of the Haas. That's a that's quite that's, it. Sounds quite likely, really, given that, that the Haas have openly admitted that they're not going to do anything on that car. How about you, Sponge? Well, who do you, who do you think is going to be the last team and driver? Team, I think it's going to be between Haas and Williams. Driver, 100%, way out on his own, in last place, is going to be Nikita Mazepin. Oh, <laughs> really? The lad's done nothing. The lad has never done anything. He's never he's never really impressed. He's never shone. He's never driven quicker. He's, he's just existed. Mm. And obviously, his dad, his dad has bankrolled him, which I don't have any problems with it anymore. At the end of the day, it's a pay sport. We all know it's a pay sport. Let's all get away from... You know, moaning about it. His dad spent a lot of money for him to drive as a Haas driver. Haas mm-hmm. are struggling already. I think you put all of that together. He's he's going to be seconds off the place. I can actually see him being an Ukubitsa in terms of lap times. Um, all remains to be seen, though, I guess. Yeah. But that's my prediction. Okay. Okay. That's. It, it could happen, absolutely. I, I agree with both of what you're saying. Um, I do actually think that Mazepin will probably take it a bit too, uh, Mick, uh, within the team, personally. So I'm not seeing him as last. Um, I am, however, agreeing with uh, Adam, and I'm going to say Latifi to be last. How about you, Joe? Oh, I'm going to go with Haas for last. Okay. I was going to say Latifi, but I think just to be different and totally shock the world, I'll go with Schumacher. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a Hass double bottom, basically. It's going to be the Hass bottom of the constructors, Hass bottom of the uh, drivers too. I think that's pretty much echoed within uh, the rest of the comments from from the team. Gary has said a similar thing. Uh, Danny said a similar thing. Uh, and Gemma has said the same. Um, I was going to go for just like Haas boys, but since we've had Mazepin out there, we've had Latifi out there, I'll go the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And after what you said about the uh, the, the, the Mazepin, Mick yeah. Schumacher kind of duel, it makes sense for you to go that way. Uh, yeah, Coops did say Haas last as well. Um, and that's it. He didn't, he didn't give us a driver. Um, but Williams to finish above Haas and Alpha. So that he, said that he thinks they're going to jump up two places rather than just the single one, which, you know, could happen. Um, for the constructor to, to be last, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say Haas too. You can't really go anywhere else, can you? It's, it's got to be Haas. So, yeah, my, my, my last 
driver and team are Haas and Latifi for the driver. Okay. So that's all the predictions that we can make today. Um, I'm sure there's many things that we could predict, but we will be here all night. So there hasn't been that much news uh, this week. But what article has caught your attention the most, Sponge? Uh, so this is the article about Ugo Ugochukwu, um, who has been signed by McLaren, a 13-year-old American carter. Um, outstanding name, by the way. I hope he becomes champion of the world just for the name, because that is one of my favourite names ever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Zach Brown uh, really uh, kind of singing his praises. Uh, they've been watching him for a long time, a lot of interest. Yeah. Um, I have to say, personally, I think there's quite a bit of hype that we haven't seen since they signed Lewis Hamilton about this kid. Right, um, okay. There's been, you know, there's been articles when they've, you know, when they've signed young Brits and, you know, I mean, even Lando didn't really get this kind of coverage, mm -hmm. really. It was just like, you know, he, he was just signed and that was it. And now he's kind of made a name for himself. But this kid seems to be turning a lot of heads everywhere he goes. He's he's kind of, you know, he's sweeping up everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I don't know all that much. I've had a, a quick, like, browse through. Um, he, he He looks like... He could be the real deal, but obviously he's 13 years old. So, although I, I, I suppose at the end of the day, for for a kid these days, 13 years old, he's positively a veteran. He's only being signed at that age. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's one. You know, it's it's a case of you know remember remember the name. Uh, we'll see if he comes good. But like I say, from from what I've read, uh, this is kind of you know the, probably the most hype that I've seen since Lewis was signed. So Ooh. brilliant. Take tabs on that one um, with interest. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. Uh, and if we have to edit this out, oh, we'll edit this out. my job. <laughs> <laughs> Are McLaren fulfilling their obligation under the We Race as One uh, movement to sign Ugo Ugo Chukubukia? It's a distinct... Killers put one of Coops' tinfoil hats on. <laughs> I, not that not, hey you're saying you're saying this guy's talented i absolutely agree i i i believe them i believe i do believe them um but i'm sure there are many 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 teenagers out there 13 year olds also performing perfect you know perfectly well to be signed by one of these teams at such an early day are they making a big song and dance of it because of this the, the commitment that they've made to the we races one i i hope so i hope that is the case yeah i, I hope i hope the, there is an opportunity there to prove that, you know, that kids have a way into the sport, uh, you know, no matter what their their um, background is. I, I really do hope that this shows kids everywhere. doesn't matter who you are. Lewis, Lewis bangs on about it all the time. He, you mm -hmm. know, he's, I say bangs on, he, he talks about it all the time. But, he, he wants kids to be able to to go into the sport from whatever background they come from, you know, and I agree with him. It shouldn't matter. So, you know, this, this kid, wherever he's from, power to him. Absolutely. And I hope it goes well. Yeah. And it just shows that obviously they are committed to the, the you know, the words that they've put forward last year, you know, they've, they've printed it all over their cars uh, people are going to be asking, well, what has any of the teams actually done? Um, 
and and McLaren are actually showing that this is what we're doing. We are we are we are signing them up at at this young age. We are looking for black uh, drivers, black mechanics, black whatever um, to come into the sport, and they're really they are they're making a song and dance of it because that's what needs to happen. How, how, what what are your thoughts on that, Adam? You're nodding your head. Um, yeah, well, I was just looking there. Um, Lewis was 13 as well when he was uh, sort of picked up by McLaren uh-huh. um, when he was karting. Um, so it seems to be the right age where they can sort of pick out, um, you know, who's going to be a star and who's not. Um, obviously, they have um, previous for it, so they know what they're looking for in a young driver. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure they wouldn't pick him just because of where he's from or the colour of his skin. They obviously have seen that he's a brilliant driver as well. Yeah. So I think that's the main focus of it should be, is he, you know, I think they would pick whoever is the best driver. I don't think it's, it's all about who they are and where they come from. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. And I think there's another well. really... Yeah, I think there's another really important thing that fans should always know about McLaren as well, and that is that they are one of, I think it's only two or three, it might be two now, um, teams on the grid that have never and will never take paid drivers. McLaren are one of the only teams. So whoever whoever drives for them has a contract and a salary, agreed. None of them have to bring money. Anybody that's signed on their young drivers programme don't have to bring money. Mm-hmm. But that's why Lewis made it to where he was because he got the opportunity through McLaren without the huge budgets that your Mazapins have got. Yeah. Um, and I think on, on that, you don't hear enough about that because especially when there's an issue going around at the moment, teams like McLaren that give that opportunity based on talent alone need to be brought to the front and shown off, in my opinion. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. To- totally agree. So that's the news of McLaren signing the 13-year-old Ugo Ugochukwu that's caught Sponge's eye. Um, what news articles ca- caught your eye, Joe? Um, well, I noticed that our dear Russell is, has replaced Grosjean as the director of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. So mm. announced, I know, it's great. Now that uh, Grosjean has the party def one, and moved on to, well, various things, actually, among others, among other things. <laughs> so it was announced that George has basically taken on the, the director's role. And yeah. a statement that was put out, um, the uh, Drivers Association wanted to thank Grosjean for the last four years of dedication that he's put to his role. Uh, of course, wished him the best wishes. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we carried on to say that Grosjean will actually maintain his role as an advisor for this okay. season um, to finish his ongoing work and the lessons learned from his accident. Right. Okay. So that's quite interesting. Russell mm-hmm. is extremely honoured. He put out a little thing saying thank you um, and is really excited about it. So that's really good. Yeah, it's quite quite a young driver to be in that position, um, and obviously shows how the other drivers, uh, how highly they rate they rate him uh, as a person, not just a driver. Um, the, all the other uh, 
drivers have voted him in. Oh, uh, so yeah. he's, he, he takes that position alongside Sebastian Vettel and Alexander Wurtz is the, is it the officer or something like that of, uh, of the Dri Grand Prix Drivers Association? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, well done. I, I, there's not much we can talk about that. That's uh, again, it's a, it's one of those articles that needs needs to be mentioned, uh, and then we can kind of move on. So well done, George. We're proud of you. Uh, move on to the next article, uh, Adam. What's what's caught your eye? Uh, Williams have appointed a new technical director um, to sort of slot in underneath Jost uh, Capito as uh, team principal. Um, is Francois Xavier de Maison. Okay. Uh, he comes from the world. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, he comes from the uh, World Rally Championship, um, I think, with VW. Yeah. Uh, so he was part of their uh, Rally Championship in 2013 to 2016. Okay. And he was part of the development team for their the IDR electric racing car. So he's definitely got a lot of uh, pedigree and knowledge, especially in electricity and in hybrid engines. So it'd be a good uh, appointment. Hopefully bring Williams up a couple of pegs in the championship. So yeah. And if we don't, we don't feel that this year, hopefully we'll feel it next year and, and see it with the yeah. movement. Of I positions think, on I the think Williams are at the, I think Williams are at the point um, that uh, McLaren were at maybe two years ago. So yeah, they're just sort of putting the, the bits together to bring themselves back. So I think um, next year we'll start to see the fruits of all this with the new regulations. And then in 2023, we'll maybe see them a bit more up in the top of the midfield. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, and that would be uh, delightful to see from a, a, a British team. Uh, with such history and sadly off the back of the two deaths that we had last week of Murray Walker and Sabine Schmitz unfortunately the motorsport world has lost another one of its stars uh, Johnny Dumfries was 62 uh, which is no age uh, for anybody um, but he was a Formula One star he raced in 86 with Ayrton Senna at the Lotus he also won the sports car championship uh, and competed in Le Mans so we at Everything F1 would like to send our best to his family and friends uh, on the uh, sad loss of Johnny Dumfries. Now it's on to our race preview. And we've got a race, everybody! <laughs> Woo! <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some sarcastic noises there, but I think everyone was generally <laughs> excited for the weekend ahead. Uh, so yes, this weekend is going to be in Bahrain for the first Grand Prix of the 2021 season. Now, the length of the track is 5.412 kilometres. The race is total race distance of 308.238 kilometres. We're going to have 57 laps. The current lap record was 1 minute 32.447 by Pedro de la Rosa, and he did that in 2005. We've actually been here since 2004 racing at the Bahrain Grand Prix and the schedule for the weekend. So we've got free practice one and two on Friday at 11.30 till 12.30 and 3 p.m. until 4 p.m. We've got free practice three on Saturday the 27th and that's at 12 p.m. till 1 p.m. 
and then qualifying on Saturday also at 3 p.m. until 4 p.m. All these times are UK uh, GMT. So if you do, if you are in a different country, by all means, add or take away your relevant times. But the main show and the thing that we've all been waiting for for months and months, it feels like forever. The race is on Sunday the 28th, and that's at 4 p.m. UK time. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> we, cannot we cannot wait. So who do you think is going to win? Make your prediction now, Adam. Verstappen. Joe? Uh, Verstappen. Sponge. Look, look. Uh, and I'm going to say that, that'll be some pile up in the first corner <laughs> for Leclerc to win. And I'm I'm going to say let's go for some fun, something fun. Let's say let's say Danny Rick. I just did. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You said something fun. <laughs> Unlikely, but fun. Yeah, yeah, fun. I'm you saying Danny, Danny Rick. Rick. Danny Rick. Ooh, that's a good shout. I'm going to say Danny Rick. Get get the McLarens up there. That would be awesome. That would be great. Uh, second and third. Second Adam? and third will be there. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will Hopefully be on there? Knows. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I don't think we'll know until after qualifying, really. Who's going to be? No one wants to stick the neck out for full three. Then I will. You're stick, I'll no. do stick your neck out then, Joe. And then I'll do. Do, do, do let's do Perez. Why not? Why not? Yep. There you go. I haven't even seen testing yet, but that's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sponge, have you got a second and third? Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get sensible now. <laughs> I'm gonna go all out. I'm gonna do some adulting today for once. I'm gonna revise sure? my. I'm gonna revise my Leclerc prediction. Wow. Now I've woken up, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna go with Lewis to win. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Checo to come second. And I'm going to go with Bottas to come third. Oh, okay. Predictable, predictable and boring. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with Danny Rick on, on the top step. Uh, and I'm going to say, yeah, Max on the second step. And then Lewis on the third. Oh, <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a nice nice grid, wouldn't it? A nice finish. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you, who do you think is going to have a DNF in the race? Uh, Adam? Um, Alonso, because it'd just be hilarious. <laughs> it would be fun. Oh. Although, I, I don't think there'll be uh, many Spanish people thinking that would be a fun thing. Uh, you know, he's got lots of fans over there. You sp- the, the, the bigger question is when, when until uh, Alonso says GP2 engine <laughs> on the radio? I don't think it'll be the first race. Give him, give him a few to settle in first. <laughs> How about you, Sponge? Who do you think is going to DNF? Uh, I think both Hasses will DNF. Okay. Uh, they're going to be there for a data uh, data exercise. Uh, right. Maz get a, his own DNF, which is a did not fondle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think the I think the Hasses. Uh, I'm not sure in terms of oil up on the first corner. I hope they all get around. There's nobody really on the grid that hasn't done this all before, except for the lads that you'd expect to be at the back anyway. So you don't usually get pilots in Bahrain, no. in the first corner. No, like I say, you know, there's there's no there's no rookies in there other than the guys that would usually be at the back of the grid anyway. So 
as long as they all behave themselves, we should be okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be a a relatively low retirement. I hope it is anyway. I, I don't think the Hasses will last the race. Um, okay. I think they'll how be about... they'll be saving engines as much as anything else. Okay, how about you, Joe? Um, you go first. I'm still thinking. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we will have a DNF from. Oh. Yeah, it's quite difficult. I'm going to say we are going to have a DNF from a Mercedes, and I'm going to say stick my neck out because I've said Hamilton on the third step. I'm going to have to say Bottas for a DNF. How about you, Joe? Um, I'm going to go with Latifi. Latifi, okay. Okay. So those are our predictions for this race. Uh, I don't think there's anything else we need to... Uh, to, to chat about in terms of the Bahrain Grand Prix, just that we are super duper excited. Uh, we can't wait to see uh, tyres on the tarmac. Checkered flag. This has been the Everything F1 podcast. We are Everything F1 and we are on all social medias. If you want to find us, head to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We're at JoinAF1 on all platforms. We are also holding a fantasy league. And if you haven't joined yet, please make sure you do. Uh, it is part of the F1 fantasy on the F1.com uh, website. And our league code is 7FF60917CO. Uh, there will be a prize for the winner at the end of the season. Uh, and we haven't decided that yet, but we will um, make sure that there's a very good prize and a well worth your joining us in the league. And if you if you translate the numbers to letters, it spells out the words, please join our fantasy league because we don't want Tiller to win again. <laughs> I didn't mention it this week. I've, I know you're, you're getting tired of I me. Did, uh, yeah, I did it for you this time. <laughs> Thanks, but I'll get man. in there first. Thanks. Thanks very much. So on the subject of competitions, Sponge, you've got an interesting competition for us, haven't you? I have indeed. Um, I have uh, been busy at work. Uh, I've designed a Bahrain track map, 3D printed, with a little stand. So it's a desktop. Uh, you don't have to put it on the wall or anything. You just put it on the desk. Um, and that'll be up for grabs for this weekend's first race of the season. Um, all you've got to do is like the page, like the post, and share the post. So get involved, and you may win yourself a 3D printed Bahrain. Yay! Woohoo! And we will draw that on Sunday evening uh, at 7pm. And you'll find out if you are the winner. And that will go up very shortly on the Facebook page. So that's everything from the Everything F1 podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. You can do that via any of your podcasting services that you are a member of. Uh, we have recently been added to Apple Podcasts as well. So subscribe there. This has been everything from me, James Tiller. We've had today with me, Joe, Adam and Sponge. Don't forget to head to our website, everythingf1.com. You'll find out all the latest breaking news uh, as soon as it's available on that site. That's all from me today, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye! Bye.